First Peter. First Peter. I want to just uh, not teach you anything. Just want to encourage you about something. Because I know if you're like most of us in here, we already know everything. <laughs> <laughs> Because we won't be too prideful about all of our knowledge, do you? Yeah, we have to stay humble. One guy said, you know, I'm real proud of my humility. <laughs> I said, well, I don't know if it works that way or not. First Peter chapter 1. Verse 6 says, Wherein greatly rejoice, though now maybe for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness through or because of manifold temptations or tests or trials, that the trial of your faith become more precious than of gold that perishes, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory unto the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. Of whom you not seen, you love him. Anyone saw him? Not personally. But did we love him? In whom, though now you see him not, yet we're believing. Any believers here? I want to try that one more time. Any believers here? I mean, I'm just going to say, if uh, Pastor Buddy said it this way, if Trinity Airlines were to come tonight, would you want to be the believer? <laughs> you know, we studied all Hilton stuff, and we see there's other opportunities to go. Uh, how, how many first load folks do we got going? Anybody going to tribulate through the tribulation and dig a hole in the ground and take you some army rations underneath? No one wants to do that, do they? You know, you're going to go to the marriage supper of the Lamb and get in line? Praise God. All right, so it says right here, that the trial of your faith, verse 7, becomes more precious than of gold that perishes, even if it's tried with fire. Anyone ever felt like you've been tried with fire? Might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Verse 8, once again, in whom not seen we love, and whom not uh, in whom through now we see him not yet believing. And we rejoice with joy unspeakable, and full of glory. I've always liked this next verse. And there's just, it's small, it's little, but it's big. Receiving the end of your faith. Even the salvation of your souls. Receiving the end of your faith. Well, if, if you're not satisfied, you're not at the end. Hmm? I mean, who throws the ice cream away at the three quarters of the bucket? <coughs> Anyone ever made homemade ice cream? Where's the best part? Huh? Oh, it's at the bottom. Yeah. The best part's always, that it, it, you know, all the good stuff is settled to the bottom. You know, it's like a watermelon. You, you, you don't really want the outside edges, do you? You want to get into the heart of the matter. So... <laughs> So Peter's saying, you've been through some stuff? He says, hang on. You're going through some stuff? So you're going through some situations? You know, it, you just 
Every now and then you'll see a car and a bumper sticker and it says, stuff happens. Right? They don't say it that way, but that's what, you know, that's the, what they should be saying. And uh, they have other adjectives to say it, but stuff does happen, doesn't it? So in the time of adversity, and we all have adversity from time to time, we all have something that we're believing God for. Sometimes you're in the midst of something. You know, they threw the Hebrew children into a fire, and they come out alive and didn't even have the smell of smoke on them. So uh, here he says, receive the end of your faith. So let me say it this way. If you're not at the end, keep going. If you haven't got all that you want out, keep moving. I mean, there's still some juice left in that orange. Sometimes you need to get one of those, what do you call them? Uh, well, yeah, a juicer or the thing that you, it really takes, you know, you, so some people get it, you know, you can buy orange juice what, with the pulp or without the pulp. And uh, I don't know which way you like it, because sometimes they use that phrase, man, I'm going to squeeze the pulp out of you. And I'm like, <laughs> and sometimes you feel like you've been, you ever felt like you've been squeezed, like there's nothing left of you? Well, here's what you need to know. You're still winning. You're still winning. You know the common cold was never designed to aggravate you from hell. The common cold was designed to kill you. Wow. We were talking about insects before the service. I, I believe if the devil had his way, one ant would kill you with one bite. One mosquito would take you to the graveyard. But he's not big enough. We still win in Jesus Christ. Amen? Now, uh, I want to read just a little bit further down through here. Uh, Verse 12 said, Unto him it was revealed that not unto ourselves, but unto us, that they did minister the things which are now reported unto you by them that have preached the gospel unto you with Holy Ghost sent down from heaven. In other words, he said, There's some things that's been preached, and this gospel was sent down by Holy Ghost. Well, we know he was sent. Jesus said, If I don't go, he can't come, right? Sent down from heaven which things the angels desired to look on. In other words, the angel says, we've heard of some things in heaven that hasn't been preached. We don't understand, but we'd like to look and listen to how this thing works. You know, angels listen to you sometimes to learn things because they don't know things that you know until it gets revealed. We think, well, the angel has all wisdom and knowledge of all things. Well, that's not so. And so they said the angels are enticed to their... They're, uh, you know, curious about certain things of the word and, and, and studying people. I, I know some people haven't been much of a study for them. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> can't you see an angel said, can I, can I get a transfer and get me another human? Because <laughs> it's like, this one's a dud. I mean, I mean there's just, uh, now, yeah, they do need a lot of work. <laughs> but, I'm, but I'm ministered to help them. <laughs> but they need to do something that requires help first, right? Don't you imagine there have been some angels who wanted to trade, their, trade humans off? <laughs> just, just wondering how that works, you know. He says, verse 13, Wherefore, gird up your loins of your mind and be sober uh, and hope to the end for the grace that is brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not fasten yourselves according to the former lust in your, in your ignorance, but as he which hath called you is holy, so be you holy in all manner of conversation. Because it's written, be you holy, I'm holy. And if you call on the Father, 
who without respect of persons judges according to every man's work past the time of your sojourning here in fear. For as much as you know that you are not redeemed, in other words, we're not bought, we're not redeemed with something that's corruptible like silver and gold for your vain conversation received by the tradition from your fathers, but you are bought with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world but was manifest he was manifest in the last times why for you who by him do believe in God that raised him up from the dead and gave him glory that your faith and hope might be in God seeing that uh, this is so you purified your souls in obeying the truth through the spirit unfeigned love of the brethren see that you love one another with a pure heart fervently being born again not of a corruptible seed you know, if, a, if a seed is not corrupted it's going to produce huh but of incorruptible by the word of God which lives and abides forever for all flesh is as grass and the glory of man is the flower grass the grass withers and the flower fades away but the word of the Lord endureth forever and this is the word by which the gospel is preached unto you now you're right there, Peter. Go over to chapter 4. Chapter 4. He continues along the same line they start with in the first chapter. He said, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you as though something strange has happened to you. He said, Test trials. Something's happening that, that you think, you know, has anyone ever experienced anything like this? Yeah, because Corinthians tells us that don't think you got some special little project going on here that no one has ever dealt with anything that isn't common to someone else in the world and tells us that, that we have the victory over it. But he says, don't think that something's strange. This fire trial, which is to try it, is trying what? It's trying you. See, he's trying that word that you say that you believe. You know, when you say, I believe the word, God said it, I believe it, and they say, well, we'll see. It's come to try the word. Look at verse 13. He says, but rejoice in so much as you are partakers of Christ's suffering, that when his glory shall be revealed, you shall be glad also with exceeding joy. If you are reproached for the name of Christ, be happy. Most people don't do that. They said, if you get a big check in the mail, be happy. They didn't say that, did it? It said, if you're being reproached, you're going through a test or trial, you're going through a hard time. He said, if you're doing it for the name of Christ, be happy. For the spirit and the glory of God is resting on you during that time. Hmm? You know, I don't believe hell ever worries the people that aren't doing anything. There's nothing to, you know, there's no assault coming from them. They got enough to do. They're already, they're already outnumbered. So he said, you're, you're, you're dealing with situations. You, you, you feel the reproach coming into your life. You, you, you feel the adversary and the hot air maybe blowing down the back of your neck uh, for, for the things of God, the things of Christ. He said, and it's become a reproach. He said, go ahead and get happy. Go ahead and do what? Go ahead and get happy, right? Yes. Yeah, go ahead and get happy. Right. Now, if you go ahead and you read the whole chapter, 
It didn't say if, if you're just going around doing something stupid and you're bringing reproach, right? So, some people have watched that movie years ago, Dumb and Dumber, and said, that's going to be my life. <laughs> no, he didn't say go out and do something dumb, right, and just live any kind of way and, and, and cause all your affliction. That's not the reproach of Christ. You know, Mark 4 says it's the peril, in the parable of the sower, he said Satan comes not two weeks later, not a month later, not, not, not spring or summer. Uh, he said he comes to immediately steal the word of God, right? And he brings situations. He causes all kinds of things. He causes people. Generally, it's always going to be people. You understand that? And it's going to be people that you know. You can, you can count on people. It, it, it's not going to be a stranger, hardly ever. It's going to be someone that you, that you know, someone that's close to you. And uh, that's where the offense comes from. But he said he comes for the word's sake. He says, so if you're, if you're suffering persecution, he says, just be happy about it. Why? He says, because my spirit is resting on you. Man, when I know God's spirit's resting on me, it doesn't matter what comes. Huh? Because, see, I, I, I'm in Christ, right? I'm, I'm in him. I'm in him. So if, if he's come to, to reproach because of the reproach, and it's come to you to attack you, if you're in him, he has to get in Christ to get to you. Do, do, do you think he wants to get in Christ? Can you, can, can you think of a devil who, who, who wants to, to get in Christ, to get to you? He said, his spirit is resting upon you. He says, so just go ahead and get happy about it. Amen. So when you get into the fifth chapter, in verse 6, he says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Casting about a third of your care upon him. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't say that in King James. Did Casting how much of our care? All of our care. For he cares for you. Be sober. Be vigilant. In other words, be wide awake. Don't be wasteful. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, he walks about seeking someone he may devour. What do I do at this point? I resist him. I stay. I, I resist him with what? Steadfast in the faith. In the faith. Say, I, we resist in the faith. Say that with me. I resist Satan. I'm steadfast in the faith. So it says, knowing this, that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brother than they're in the world. But the God of all grace, who hath called you unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after the suffering, after the persecution, the time of persecution, will make you perfect, will establish you, strengthen you, and he'll settle you. See, these are verses people don't like to preach on that much. <laughs> these don't tell these don't sell tape series here. But there they'll they'll come a place when you walk with him. And you walk with the Spirit of God and walking in the fullness of the Spirit and the, and, and, and the fullness of who He is and, and knowing that you're in Him and He's in you. And that no matter what the reproach is, that you know that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. No weapon. Now, He didn't say it wouldn't be formed. He just said what's formed can't prosper. You can count on it being formed. If you think it ain't going to be formed, I don't know where you've been living. 
It's going to be formed. But he said it can't prosper. Why? Because you've been established in him, and you've been established in righteousness, and you've been established in, 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 in his love for you. That in love, there's no fear because you've been perfected. And when you get perfected in, 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 in the love of God in you and towards you, he says, then you'll begin to settle down. You'll begin to settle down. The storm still sounds like it's gonna, like it's an F5. It's still coming in your neighborhood. It looks like there's no way, whatever. You have all these feelings, and you hear these things, and people are talking, and everything's going on, and everything on the TV is, is haywire, and the news, and all that. And, and, and someone says, "Well, what's wrong with you?" You say, "Well, what do you mean, what's wrong with me?" Well, don't look like you're worried about nothing. You say, "Well, I'm not." Well, well, you ain't even got enough sense to worry. You say, "Thank you." Well, we don't start that way, but you can walk with God and, and begin to know him in such a way. In other words, some people know, know some things about the Word, but they've never met the author. You need to know more than just what the Bible says. You need to know the author of the Bible. Amen. And he, he, he still talks today. People say, well, I'm trying to get a word from God. Well, just shut up. Quit doing all the talking. He wants to talk with you. He's got things to say. He's got things to show you. He wants to show you things that your eye hadn't seen, your ear hadn't heard. It hadn't even entered into your heart. It's not that he's kept it from you. We just kept our mental distractions in our life so much mentally and physically that you can't kind of what you might say get a word in edgewise. So he says if these things are harassing you, he says just count it all joy, get steadfast in the faith and say I win. I like something Jerry Savelle said years ago. I like things, a lot of things Jerry Savelle said through the years. He said, man, if you ever feel like you're at the end of your rope and you're fixing to, you know, you're fixing to just go off the rope, man, I'm just at the, you ever heard that phrase, I'm at the end of my rope? He said, tie a knot at the end, man, and hang on. <laughs> I say, wrap it around you if there's enough left of it. <laughs> a knot and the whole thing is set in it. <laughs> he said, just tell the devil, I win. He always said, he'd tell the devil, he says, it's the fight you want, it's the fight you're going to get. But I can tell you this, man, when the dust settles, it's just going to be me standing. Amen. Amen. Now, you may look like you went through World War III sometimes, but that's okay. You still win. We can take a shower and get rid of that dirt stuff. Amen. Now, go over to James chapter 1. Praise God. Y'all better watch it. I might even preach. I don't do that often, but I can. I've been known to. James chapter 1. Verse 1. Chapter 1. Verse 1. James, he's, he's a servant of God to the Lord Jesus Christ to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad. Greeting. My brethren, James says, to, to his brethren. Right? This is not lost people. This is to the church. Right? He says, to my brethren, he says, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptation, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. But he said, you're going through divers. That's more than one. Probably more than two. Could be a handful of them. I mean... I remember years ago, a number of years ago, a long time ago, I remember said, we're going to praise anyone, have a request. And someone said, uh, they raised their hand, they said, uh, 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 Pastor West, I said, yeah. I said, how many can you have? <laughs> I said, well, well, I mean, 
you know, I guess, uh, how many you got? <laughs> they said, it could be a while. <laughs> Sometimes you got more than one situation going on. Right? <laughs> but you know, it only takes one, it only takes one Lord, one name of Jesus. I mean, I don't, I don't know what your problem is, but I know what the solution is. You could have 1,400 problems, but, but I only have one answer. Right? I mean, if the doctor says you got terminal fill in the blank, I got the same answer. Right? And his name's not Buddha. Right? So whatever the problem is, we got the solution. You got to get bold about that. You say, I know someone who believed that and they died. No, you don't know anyone who believed that and died. You knew someone who knew about it, had heard that scripture, but didn't know it. I mean, but, but, but you know, we're, we're all going to die. You do realize that? You know, the, the, the goal is not to be here a thousand years. The goal is to finish your course. And I'm just going to tell you, it ain't a bad thing to be in heaven. Huh? I bet it be still going to work tomorrow. <laughs> you say, well, I got a good job. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, okay. <laughs> Amen. You know, just, just walking through the, the gate and look at that big old pearl. You think, I can't imagine walking inside what it's going to look like. Just like, whew, whatever. Old song, How Beautiful Heaven Must Be. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith. Now, here, here's what you need to know. There's no such thing. Say that with me. No such thing. There's no such thing as, as unchallenged faith. If you think you've got faith so great, the devil won't challenge you on it. No such thing as unchallenged faith. Hmm? I, I've heard a few people when they start studying faith, they'll tell you things like that. Man, if you've got faith, the devil won't mess with you. <laughs> I'm thinking, <laughs> I said, I'm thinking this is your first hour in faith, right? <laughs> Wait till after lunch. <laughs> Wait till you get into the second day of the just shall live by faith. No such thing as unchallenged faith. Right? I mean, Satan, Satan came at Jesus in Matthew chapter 4. Tell him all kind of stuff. I mean, you know, I, I've always just been amazed. I said, here, here is Jesus, who is the Word, tempting Jesus, who is the Word. Satan is, is using the Word to tempt the Word. <laughs> now, if you don't think he's going to challenge you. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine approaching Jesus, who is the Word, with the word? <laughs> I mean, you're talking about you'd have to go to a dumb school to get a, the highest degree they got with that. <laughs> I mean, you know, the, Jesus is the word, right? And Satan keeps on bringing it up. He said, well, now the word says this. <laughs> I'm thinking, he said, wait a minute, that's me. <laughs> what did you say I said? Well, I mean, you look hungry. Been out here, what, 40 days? Kind of see your bones, kind of high right there. Looked like they kind of sunk in. He says, you know, you know about miracles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, once you talk to them stones, turn them into bread. They just looking around. He said, all this used to be yours, but Adam gave it up. He said, tell you what, I'll, I'll give it all back. Just worship me. He keeps on bringing him the word. He keeps on bringing him the word to the word. And Jesus, all he does is he just takes the word, right? Yes. I mean, 
It, it looks like this ain't working because Jesus puts the word on, on the situation, and he's still standing there. See, uh, your faith is being challenged. You say, man, I didn't confess that thing two and a half times. Oh, two and a half times. Oh, yeah, yeah. I said all my bills are paid, and my car broke down. Well, Bill was, paying for you, was praying for you, somebody's car to break down. He's, he thinks the word works. <laughs> he said, that's exactly what I've been believing God for. <laughs> he said, he asked Bill, where am I going to get the money? He said, that ain't my problem. <laughs> I believe for your car to break down, you believe for the money to pay me. That's just how the word works. It turns like that. You know what I'm saying? So here we are, and, and, and he's bringing them that word, and he's saying this, and then, he challenges them again, and, the, and, he, and Jesus says, no, the word says this. And Jesus kept on saying, well, it's written. It's this. And Satan says, well, yeah, I understand that, but, but you know, you could just, and then he quotes in the 91st Psalm. I mean, Jesus, uh, Satan is quoting the 91st Psalm. Can you imagine Satan quoting the 91st Psalm to the word? And he quotes it, but he just... He perverts it. He twists it some, right? He just changes a little bit. You know, 91st Psalm talks about protection for us, right? And so, so Satan, he, he does a, a good little twist on it. He says, well, he, he says, like, you could, like, throw yourself off the cliff. That, that ain't in the 91st Psalm. That's not a scripture, man, throw yourself off the cliff. <laughs> well, I'm not going to anyway because I love me. How many of y'all love yourself? Some of you ain't decided yet. <laughs> No, I, I love me some me. I'm not throwing me off a cliff. <laughs> I mean, if it happened, hey. <laughs> Levi, of course, ain't here tonight. He used to tell me years ago it was so funny. He said, now, if you hurt, he said, if, <laughs> what did he tell me years ago? Years ago, he said, no, no. If someone calls you one morning and said that, that I'm gone and I died in my sleep, I said, yeah. He said, I got one word, investigate <laughs> See, so, he said, because it probably ain't true. He said, you better investigate. I said, okay. Uh, I might have had some help. I might have had some help <laughs> getting there. Praise God. So, he, he, he quotes the word to him, and, the, and, and Jesus is the word. He quotes it back. Then the last time, it says that he quoted him the word, and Satan, he left him for a season, which means he was coming back. Right? It does say that. that, that that's how that ended. Jesus won that round big time. He won every round. But it says Satan left him for a season. So if you said, I can't believe the devil come back. Well, they came back to Jesus all the time, right? So no, no such thing as unchallenged faith. The enemy will test or try you with challenges to see if he can knock you off your stand. Knock you off your sting. Can you be knocked off? Say no. Hold on to you steadfast in faith. Well, you say, well, you say, it says right here that we count it all joy. Uh, he said, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Well, what do we need patience for? Patience is not the ability to wait for a long time for something. Patience is, the, is, is, the, is what upholds. It's kind of like a beam uh, that holds up a building. Or if you go 
you got the house with a, a porch extended, and they and you got three, four, five columns. That's the patience upholding the structure. Your faith strengthens you even when you're in that place called wait of the manifestation. And during that time, during that time, what do you do? You count it all joy. You count it all joy. You do. You count it all joy. That, that, that's what you do. See, so, uh, if you're looking for something deep, that's as deep as it gets. You know, people say, like, you know, can you run some Hebrew references? No. You count it all joy. Uh, and what else? And do that some more. Yeah, I know that, but, but what, what, past counting it all joy, what do you do? Count it some more joy. Right? And then what, after that, what do you think? Yeah, get more joy. See, a after a while, you, you, you've already said what needs to be said. Having done all, stand. But while you're standing, stand in joy. See, the enemy's looking for signs from you because he don't have revelation. You understand he don't have revelation. It, it, there was a time he had revelation, but he has no revelation knowledge anymore. He has zero revelation. You realize that, don't you? He, he has no revelation. So he has to get everything from you from the natural. So that's why he studies you. Demons study people because they have no revelation. They do, and then they watch for reaction. So they study you. And you say, well, I, we, 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 we did, we've been believing God. You said, you what? Yeah, we've been having some hard times, but we... we, we we believe in God. We, we're holding on. <laughs> and the devil's like, he said, come here, watch this. <laughs> Get him to say that again. <laughs> we're, we're, we're holding on to the word. <laughs> He's, and the devil tells the devil, he says, I don't believe what you believe. I said, no, I don't believe none of that. You, 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 you know what they can't see about you? Because they have no revelation. They said that if he'd believe in he, he he'd have that joy thing that we don't have no more. He said, she, she ain't got no joy. And, uh, and all they talk about is what we've been doing to them. because they don't know we're doing it. And that's all they talk about is the problem. And they, but, but look at them, they got no spring in their step. And that smile, we wiped that off last Thursday. When I tore the car up. And that teenager went crazy for about three days. Look at them, they got no joy. We're winning. So he said, when you fall into all, all these divers' temptations, that means you got more than one prayer request sometimes. I mean, he could have said anything, but he didn't. He said, what did he say? Counted all joy. Haven't done all stand. So at, when, you, when you get to the end of your confession list about who you are and what, <laughs> what you have, then what you going to do after that? You come into a place of thanksgiving. And I just be honest with you, 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 you don't feel like doing it. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Have you ever just not felt like rejoicing? Rejoicing the Lord sometimes, sometimes to say rejoice? Not rejoicing the Lord when? Always. Well, how can you say that, Paul? Because I always, how can I always rejoice when sometimes my life is not to the, you know, the liking of rejoicing. 
He said, that's why you do it. Rejoice then. See, you, you know, preachers have an advantage all the time of seeing faces when they preach, and sometimes they have a disadvantage because they see faces. And, and uh, sometimes it, it's the disadvantage that you have to get out of your, oh, you got to like, I was like, oh, man, that ain't helping me at all. Like, oh, dear Lord. <laughs> but see, Brother Dennis over here been smiling the whole time. Now, if I was the devil, which I ain't no devil. I told my wife, I said, you could start calling me rabbi. Or is it Raboni? How do you pronounce that? <laughs> no, so, so anyway, if I was the devil, see, and I have no revelation, so I have to look at Dennis's face to, to think, wonder what's going on in his mind about his situation. And let's say he had a bad week. I mean bad. Let's say he got bit by the dog, the neighbor's dog, three times already this week. You see, in, right there? So he's thinking, what are we going to do with that? We hit him with everything we had yesterday. And he ain't got enough sense to frown. Don't have enough sense. You, you do understand the devil has no revelations. He, that was lost. He's spiritually dead, right? So God, uh, he, he has no way to have revelation knowledge. So he can only study individuals, study people, study their reaction to see how they're going to react to that situation, to know whether to advance on or to come another way at you. They have to just check you out. So, you know, just sometimes smiling would help you. In the, in the de I hate to talk about devil so much, but, but in the devil department, just smiling would help you a lot. I mean, you could almost fake it from them a little bit because, you know, in, until you start believing. Maybe you could just fake it for a little while and, until you get the word and you start believing. You say, well, I can't smile like that all the time. But I always told you for years, if you can't smile, just go home and sleep with a clothes hanger in your mouth. Pull it out the next morning. It may hurt a little bit, but the devil will be fooled. Count it all what? So you, how many feel like you already prayed? Joy is the bridge between having taken the word and saying, I believe I received and the manifestation of it. That's the spasm. That's, the, that, that's what takes you from this bank to that bank is, is the joy of the Lord. I mean, when Paul had to go sing, see King Agrippa, and the, he, he didn't know what was going to happen to him. I mean, he, he's a prisoner uh, for preaching the gospel. He's chained up like a prisoner. And he finally gets before King Agrippa to state his case. And he said, are you, he, he, that, he says, I'm, I'm, I'm Paul. He says, well, <clears throat> okay. He says, what do you want to say? First thing he said was, I think myself happy. <laughs> Is that right? That's a good way to start, isn't it? I'm a prisoner and I'm changed. I'm in chain. I've been on a ship. And I'm going there and I guess you let me know whether y'all going to beat me or again or beat me with rods or <laughs> kill me or whatever. And so what's the first thing you want to say? Most people wouldn't start like that way, would they? They say, I didn't do nothing. He said, I, he said, I, I just think myself happy. That's a pretty nice boat we's on. A little seasick, but other than that, he said, be all right. I think myself happy. 
He's in chains. Like a criminal. He's happy. See, now, the enemy don't know what to do with that. The money didn't come in. You wake up in the morning, the tire's flat. You're already late. You, you, you ever been late? And you run out to the car, get in the car, and you look down, the tire's all flat. You thought, oh. Oh. Oh, can I catch you right there, gone? They told you if you're late one more time. Hmm. See what I'm saying? All these little things. Don't even have to be a big thing. All, all these little things. You know, some of you mamas, you just like, you're raising your kids and they were small and, and you love them, but you're just like so happy when it's bedtime. Oh, this precious little darling can lay down for a while. Now, we know we had four of them. All four of them had all these excuses why they can't go to sleep. I'm thirsty. I'm hungry. You're running, you know, you go through a little bit of all that. I'm still thirsty. Like, you're not a camel, you're a kid. Be quiet. Uh, uh, two minutes later, someone in my bed, someone in my bed. <laughs> There's nothing under your bed. Be quiet. Uh, I, saw, I saw something. Uh, There's a bug in here. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one time I said, I have, I'm having bad dreams. I said, you ain't had no bad dreams. You went to sleep to have no dream yet. <laughs> you you got to be asleep before you can even have a bad dream. Now be quiet and go to sleep. <laughs> I'm trying to love you in the next room for a few hours. Leave me alone. <laughs> so I had a nightmare. I can't even get to go to bed. <laughs> I think I saw something. You're going to see something. You're going to see something. <laughs> It's not going to be Tinkerbell, <laughs> but you're going to see something. <laughs> Y'all don't know. Y'all know what I'm talking about? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Can't count it all joy. Hallelujah. I remember one time I thought I was going to get, years ago, uh, I thought I was going to get a big raise. I mean, the thing was saying you might get, you know, 4 or $5 an hour raise. I got my check and I got a raise. It was cost of living twelve cents. And I was thinking, I see, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. It's gonna be on this check. This is gonna help us. We're gonna catch up. We're gonna be able to do a few things. And whatever I was making, it was twelve more cents an hour. You know what that feels like when you thought it was gonna be five bucks an hour to give you. A dime and two pennies an hour? I thought, I put point oh, point one, two times 40 hours. Man, just like all the healing went out of my balloon. <laughs> Counted all joy. Amen. We, we call it this, hallelujah anyway. Hallelujah anyway. How many of you, anybody here going to win tonight? Anybody here on the winning side? Yes, Anybody here on the victory side? Yes, Anybody go just throw himself off the cliff and see if an angel will catch you? <laughs> One guy said, I ain't trying that with my luck this week. Mine be too fat to catch me before I got to the ground. <laughs> I'd get a slow angel. <laughs> and I probably wouldn't pass out and I'd feel it when I hit the ground. I said, well, I count it all joy. So sometimes you got more than one situation, so you got to count more than one. Joy one, joy two, and joy three.
Hebrews 10, let's look at that verse and we'll close it out. Hebrews 10. Verse 35 through 38. Praise God. Well, hallelujah. Well, glory to God. Well, thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, glory to God. Y'all okay? There might even be a Pentecostal hidden in here somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> so, someone might be one Pentecostal slipped in here somewhere. Amen. Well, hallelujah. Sometimes all you got to do is just change the attitude. Hallelujah. We all have to go through things, do things we don't like. I get to go do a funeral tomorrow. I'd rather be tar and feathered. <laughs> In the natural speaking, uh, no, uh, no one here, but I'm just saying, you know, just, but that's part of, part of life, right? Well, it's, I, I'm just going to say it's one of my least favorite things to do. And uh, every situation can be different. But, but just like a little switch, you can just go. Choo. You know, today, today it got a little bit warmer. Michelle was cooking in the house, which is a good thing. That's a good thing. Now, if you're going to heat a house up, heat it up with some home-cooked meals. I had homemade chicken and dumplings. I had homemade turnip greens. Homemade green beans. Macaroni with lots of cheese on them. Cornbread. Cornbread. Homemade. Tonight. She said, I'm heating up the house. I said, that's all we got in air conditioning. Keep on going. Keep on going. <laughs> and when we get home, there's banana pudding waiting up there. I got to hurry. I got to hurry. <laughs> but see, it was getting kind of hot, and I just turned it on air conditioning because I don't believe in sweating. I so said, well, we'd save our money. I spend mine. <laughs> Bleep for some more. <laughs> I might do a lot of things. Sweating ain't one of them. <laughs> when I get down to about 150 pounds again, I ain't got no date on that either. <laughs> I might not need as much air. <laughs> but I ain't got no date on it when I get to 150. <laughs> I used to save all my clothes so when I get down there. And I did that one time, and I, I said, I wonder if I can fit in that. And I picked it up off the hand, and it, and it, and it, it was just like dust. <laughs> I said, I didn't think you'd do that after 18 years. <laughs> she said, don't worry about it. She said, bell bottoms ain't in no way. <laughs> I said, oh, okay. <laughs> you just said, cut your losses and go on sometime. <laughs> So, verse 35, cast not therefore away your confidence. Of course, some people got to get some confidence before they cast it away, right? <laughs> but y'all look like a confident bunch tonight. How many are you confident? Hallelujah. You got faith and you got patience. He says, don't, he says, don't let your confidence get gone. You believe in God, right? Which has great recompense of reward. Now, I looked all that up, and I'm just giving you the, I'll cut it right down to the chase. It's called payday. 
I could try to pronounce the, the, the Greek and this and tell you the, the three words that come off of that, payday. Right? I mean, I like, I, sometimes I don't mind studying all this, but sometimes you can study the Hebrew and the Greek and it'll run you down this trail and then it'll run you down that trail. Back in the Roman Empire, and you come back over here and, you let, and you're, you're out of your whole study. So he said, don't get rid of your confidence because it has a great recompense of reward, a great payday. But he said, but you'll have need of patience. In other words, it won't always happen within two minutes. So you'll have to exercise the patience, which is the fruit of the Spirit, right? That after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. In other words, we're receiving the promise. So don't get rid of your confidence because there's a reward. Exercise your godly patience. After you've done that, you're going to receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he shall, and that shall come, will come, and not tarry. The just shall live. Say live. live. Say it one more time. Live. A little bit better. Live. See, this is not an experiment. This is how you live. The just shall live by what? Faith. By faith. If any man draw back, he says, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we've already determined in this bunch, we ain't got no drawbacks. There ain't no drawbackers in here, are you? you? I better not find me no drawbackers in here. Go check the nurseries. See if there's any. I don't want them little ones drawbacking either. I mean, they, they some things can make a fellow drawback sometimes. Edit showed me a text last night. I text. He showed me this. Google him this thing last night, whatever it was. And the guy's counseling, <laughs> counseling with his doctor, and he says, uh, "He said, what's the problem?" He said, "I guess it's all right. is this all right?" <laughs> 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 he, he, he's having a little trouble. This is a grown man with a doctor. He's having a little trouble with my bowels, you know. He said, uh, at every, every morning at 8 o'clock, he said, I have this moving to the bowels. He said, well, what's the, what's the problem with it? He said, well, I don't ever wake up till 9. <laughs> now, see? No. That's the problem. <laughs> now, if, if I was married to someone and laid next to him, I might draw back. <laughs> I'd probably draw out. <laughs> so, why you go see your mama for a couple of weeks? <laughs> yeah. So well, I don't wake up till nine, so it's a, it, it's, it's been a problem. <laughs> if you don't like it, he shouldn't have showed it to me. <laughs> and, <laughs> show uh, <laughs> show these ladies after us behind and pan. They need to see the picture because they'll appreciate it more. <laughs> and being in the medical field, they already have these other things they know about. <laughs> I mean, if you're in the medical field, you've seen some things that's it's gonna be with you a while. <laughs> we we understand there, but it's there. <laughs> the just shall live by faith. If any man draw back, <laughs> my, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. 
<laughs> uh, <laughs> I bet you got it up there, don't you? You got it on that thing? <laughs> okay. So sometimes it just got to be an attitude change. All right, so let's work on it. We, we got one minute to work on attitude. Pam's got a terrible attitude over here, I can tell. <laughs> So it says, um, I read this story of a woman. <laughs> okay. He said, but Doc, I got a problem every morning. At 8 sharp, I poop. Oh, oh. well, how's that a problem? <laughs> well, I'm waking up at 9. <laughs> he said, he said, uh, yes, that's, that's the problem. <laughs> well, if I was with his doctor, I'd want to see him about 7 in the morning. <laughs> Don't schedule that man at 8. <laughs> So hang on, hang on to your confidence. Count it all joy. Have fun along the way. So let me finish this story. Here we go. Oh. Whew. All right, let's be serious now. Okay. So the story of this woman, she takes her five-year-old son to Disney World. Anybody ever never been to Disney World? They said it was hot, and the lines were long, and this little five-year-old started complaining. He's crying, he's whining. Is that a picture for anyone? And uh, I just remember four of them, you know, at breakfast. They'd be in there all at the breakfast table trying to get them all to school and eating the cereal. And, and here, here, here it started, four of them, you know, just like the doorstep. He's looking at me. You know, they want to look at the, the back of the box. I want to see that box. I had a fix. Mama, he's looking at me again. She put up that stuff a lot longer than I did. Come on, baby. Come on, come on. Anybody going to be looking at nothing just a minute. Come on, come on back here. So sometimes you have to adjust the attitude just a little bit. Just a little bit. So, the, so this five-year-old goes to Disney World. He says it was hot and the lines were long. He started complaining, crying, whining, belly aching. And said this mother just, she took, she had all she could take. It says she, she took him and she shook him and she said, stop it. Stop it right now. And she said, we've come too far. I paid too much. I paid for gas and hotels and and she says, souvenirs and Mickey Mouse hats and ice cream and all this belly aching and all this complaining. She said, I paid all this money to ha for you to have fun, and you're going to have fun. 
She said, now, now be quiet. I don't hear no more whining, no more belly aching, and get out there and have fun. <laughs> and it may be that that's the way the Father is sometimes with some of us. I done paid all this. I done gave everything I had. I done gave my son. I gave him the best. I could have gave you, like Joe Marsh said, my cousin, my nephew, my bird dog. But I didn't. I gave you Jesus. He said, it was way too much. I overpaid. And I told you to enjoy your life. Now, you get out there and have some fun. So we changed our attitude. And we just, what, counted all joy. So if you, if you at least smile. When the enemy thinks you ought to be frowning. But you got a little skip in your step. You know, uh, this, this is the truth. Uh, chiropractors know this, but uh, just medical science data that's, that most people have uh, issues as they get in their 60s and above uh, with, with back issues and uh, just because of their posture. And a lot of it is just because they've had a countenance of uh, less than happy and, and, uh, and the kind of walk leaned over a little bit. Like this a little bit. And it's really just because they're the posture, but it's from letting depression and all kind of things stay in their mind and instead of replacing it with the word. Instead, they let it affect their posture where they're looking down. You know, Jesus ministered to that woman who'd been that way, what, 17, 18 years? He said, and Jesus ministered to her. He got down and looked up at her. He said, hey. <laughs> No, I mean, I did that. <laughs> what time do you wake up in the morning? That's <laughs> good. But she, she, he said, she had a spirit of infirmity, right? He said, you, you, you're not supposed to have this. He said, you're a daughter of Abraham. And he said, woman, you're loosed. And she was healed from that, that very moment. Amen. So sometimes you just need to put your shoulders back a little bit, you know, and say it's... I ain't got no problems. Amen. Jesus already conquered all my problems. He said, well, aren't you under some reproaches? Yeah, but as soon as the reproaches came, he said, the Holy Ghost was right there with me the whole time. He's resting on me. I mean, I always think about that. Now, he's not on you like that. He's in you. But like if he was on you, I just tell the devil, say, you, you sure you're going to do that? You see him right there? <laughs> you, you, you don't want to mess with you, you see him? Or is he, or two of them. Just show, show the devil, you, 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 look at that. And you just change your whole attitude. You put a little spring in your step and start talking positive instead of negative. No, negative only draws it. Call, call things that be not as though they were. See, see, it's easy to call things that are negative because they are negative. But call things that be not as though they were, Amplified said, as if it already what existed. So Charles Capps would always say it that way, you know. He'd say, he said, well, I ain't, you know, I don't believe in lying, man. I believe in calling it like it is. He said, you do? He said, yeah, man, I'll tell you what. I, I don't believe it's wrong, you know, to say that you're healthy when you're sick. He said, you do? Yeah, I don't believe I'll say you're rich if you're poor. He said, you don't? He said, no, I don't, but I just lying. I didn't crush satanity. <laughs> He said, he said, it's not. He said, no, man, that's just flat line. He said, if a man's sick, he ought to say, I'm sick. <laughs> I got to eat supper a couple times with Charles Kep, so he was a lot of fun. You just wouldn't think he'd be that fun, but you get him behind, yeah, he'd have to let all the stuff out. So, you know, I told you when he jumped off his tractor, because he 
the, he, you know, this man wrote about words, right? I mean, your, your life is, is going in the direction of your words. He wrote books, lots of books about the power of the spoken word. And he said, man, he's on his tractor. He's plowing the field and the accelerator got stuck and it was going wide open. At the end of the field was a bluff. And he said, and he got to the end, but I don't know if he's bush hogging or disking. He says, but if I'd have turned it sharp, this was in this dinner after the meeting. He said, if I'd turned it sharp, it would have turned over and I could have been pinned on there and killed. They said, well, what did you do? He said, well, I got to the end and I couldn't get the accelerator to stop. He says, so I jumped off. He says, my tractor went, and my equipment went over the hill, over the bluff. So all of us knowing who Charles Capps is and who he is, that we said, I didn't say this. I had better sense. But the guy said, uh, well, why didn't you say a confession? He said, well, man, at the time I couldn't think of one. But you the confession, man. He said, you know, in the moment I couldn't think of one. He said, I knew I had insurance. He says. <laughs> oh, that's funny. You know, just sometimes cut your losses and live for another day. <laughs> God's good. Amen.